0: Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome home, ladies. Thank you for joining us again. Last week, we began an incredible conversation with Theresea about the power of audio, and we discussed some of the benefits of audio and, and how to feed our minds with good audio and that connection between what we hear and what goes into our brain, which I was like, oh, that's an important connection. And of course, though, as usual, I have more questions. So I asked Horatio to come back so I can grill her some more. And for those who are just joining us, I am to say, of course, go back and listen because that's some great information. But for those who are joining us for the first time and like, who is this Teresia lady? So Teresia, can you reintroduce yourself? Sure. Hello,
1: everybody. My name is Teresia De Palma. I am a Christian in Dallas, Texas. I'm an educator and professor. I teach at a local high school and at the collegiate level. I'm a certified audio therapist And I hold a nursing degree with a specialty in mental health, uh, specifically neuropsychiatry from Europe. All of this extends alongside the topic of stress and mental health and spirituality. I have three children, of which two are teens and my youngest is 10. I get to present often. Most of my college students are women. And I really enjoy spending time with women in my community and counseling women in my church group. My husband and I lead a teen and youth group here locally. Happy to do that.
0: Well, it's great to have you back on the show. And I've been enjoying talking with you and hearing your insights about, again, how we feed our mind. And we talked about some practicalities of how we can use audio but I wanted people to understand that it's bigger than just to help us to feel happy and to calm us down. So I wanted to know, what are some other benefits of audio therapy?
1: Well, it, it's, it's very vast. The application is very vast. It has a great application in Alzheimer's, helps people that experience anxiety. It's been used. Uh, pre and after surgeries so let me just explore a little bit on those three music therapy works wonders on patients that have Alzheimer's or dementia when you have Alzheimer's your your brain slowly loses its function and people who have Alzheimer's are they're not just forgetful yes they're forgetful but they they forget how to communicate verbally. Mm. So those patients who cannot communicate verbally and maybe are unable to initiate purposeful movements have this increased need for, let's say, environmental and sensor stimulation. And that will tap into their remote memory. And because with Alzheimer's, the part of the brain that loses its function last is the one that processes music, that's why music can be such a powerful stimulant. You have music and speech patterns like tone and rhythm that are very effective. They can provide psychological comfort. They can enhance communication, maybe in uh, individuals that are withdrawn or maybe Individuals that are depressed to stare out the window, that are institutionalized, it can work wonders. And the great thing, Kamir, is that family members can actually be trained to help. So it's not just healthcare providers. The family members, they can improve communication with loved ones by using a variety of methods, such as maybe tapping, you know, looking at the eye using the music that the person who's suffering from Alzheimer's grew up with. So if you tap the hand in rhythm with speech, or you read poetry to music, um, or you're playing music that is language-based phrasing, maybe slow movement of Baroque concertos, those usually induce great positive effects in those patients.
0: That is, again, I would never... I thought, that music can do all that. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, JINTEL, and A Healing Peace are looking for community partners to support our mission. We are bridging the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Consider partnering with us. Go to JINTEL.org slash donate and contribute. By contributing in this manner, you ensure that we continue to spread this inspiring and encouraging message. And especially Alzheimer's, because I, I know experiencing it with a loved one is so devastating mm-hmm. and wanting them to be able to connect back in, in that, that gap. But I had no idea that music can do all of that in that reaching that gap. I have seen.
1: Elderly just staring out the window with, where you feel like there's not that like they can't even see you, where mm. they have been playing headphones, regular cheap old headphones on their ears, and it played, let's say, music from when they were 20 years old. Mm. And they would get up and start dancing with the caregiver. I mean, it's a wonderful sight. And yes. the
0: great thing about this is that there's no
1: money involved that's true well except for the headphones
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. because you know when usually when you think about therapy or or reaching out in the community usually there's more involved maybe financially but these are things that we can do that is inexpensive Mm -hmm. and it has good results
1: Yes, the music is already there, right? And then, in for individuals in the advanced stages of the disease, music therapy can also be used, but this time more to provide psychological comfort.
0: And so, it, I mean, of course, I, I've been excited speaking with you because I'm I'm learning so much in the process, and I, I'm curious, like, what drew you to wanting to study audio therapy in the midst of. The wonderful resume that you just gave, and all the things that you've done. What led you to audio?
1: So, you know, my educational background is in neuropsychiatry. But I went to nursing school in Europe. I think that, you know, our mental health is just as important as our physical health. In some regards, they're linked together, one doesn't go without the other. So, also working with teens as well as adult students, I'm Really aware of how fragile we are and how important our mental health is, and I wanted to help my own family it It was an exposure to us where we were receiving audio therapy, and then I decided to go after it myself
0: and I think that's really cool and I, I know what you just stated with family and being an educator what has been another or how have you positioned yourself in this dichotomy to want to continue to help people outside of your family what is providing that motivation to not only use audio therapy but just mental health in general
1: it works you know come here if you see that something works you kind of want to keep going with it so yeah. I see it in my classroom and I see how I can get the students to really calm down and give me the results that I'm looking for as an educator that makes me want to continue with it. I mean, it's free. There's a lot of great research. There's a lot of stuff online uh, that I can use to learn about it more, right? Because every day is a day of learning. So I, I will continue with it for forever. I have no plans. To not work on it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would like to, at some point, uh, continue volunteering more as a mental health first responder, and maybe work with veterans. But I'm so so booked right now with teaching,
0: higher ed and secondary ed that my
1: schedule is pretty full. But maybe in
0: the summer. And you talked about veterans, and of course you talked about teens. That's definitely the field that mm-hmm. you're in right now. And so what aspect of, or what experiences have you had that's drawn you more towards being able to help in that capacity?
1: So I've had a colleague, actually more than one colleague, who their own children have, what, I don't know if suffered is the right word, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, expressed the, the desire to end their lives, So it had to su- shared suicidal thoughts. And I have seen my colleagues devastated, and I was able to recommend audiotherapy to them. Mm. And I was very happy with how they moved
0: on. And so for those who were suffering, and I, and I know that you suggested audio therapy. were there other tools that you provided to kind of get them through that hurdle to allow them to hopefully overcome the circumstance? What were some of the other elements that you were able to, I guess, encourage and inspire during this very emotional and tormentous time as we've been dealing with the new normal of COVID and isolation? That's a great question, Kamara. I think it's just been a tough
1: time. And many times when you're going through a tough time, you don't even know it. You know, you can, people see it on the outside, but we've all been in it Together, so I think it's so important that we surround ourselves with a supporting group that will help us on our path. With with friends, with friends that are safe, where if you tell them something, they can keep that, you know, and not pass it on. But just a supportive friend, and um, knowing that the next hurting person is just a few steps away. Uh, that be all, nobody cruises through life, you know.
0: I know that's something that we talk about in the show a lot, and especially about finding safe people in that supportive community where we can be vulnerable and share the things that we're experiencing. And I guess one of the things that came to my mind is how can we encourage individuals who are seeking those relationships and they may not be forced just yet, to be able to talk about these tougher and have these tougher conversations. Is there certain things that you've seen that has helped your friends and your students to make those connections?
1: So, you know, many of my students have counselors. There's a great group out there that's called uh, Families Anonymous. They meet Uh, in person, and they also meet virtually, and that's a very, very supportive setting. It's based on AA Anonymous, but it's called Families Anonymous.
0: And and going back to you, I'm I'm definitely curious, and sorry for the repeat, but going back to the individuals who had family members who were considering suicide, what was something that helped them. And I know, I think you said at one particular point, you suggested audio therapy as well. I do think that audio
1: therapy, finding a good therapist is great. Actually, several of the universities have a whole site that tells you which waves to, to listen for, you know, gamma waves, for concentrating, beta, for engaging beta waves, problem solving and engaging. Alpha waves for relaxing and recharging, theta for dreaming. Yes, audio therapy has been used with PTSD, has been used with depression with great, great results. I highly recommend listeners looking into it.
0: Sure. I do appreciate that feedback. And I think as you've been speaking, one of the things that I'm hearing in general as well is that. This season is a season where we really, we have to take care of our mental health even more. I agree. I,
1: I agree. I can, I can tell you for myself, I take care of myself. <laughs> I can't give, right? You can't give if you have, if you're running on empty. Yeah. If I'm stressed out and depressed and just a mess running around, then I cannot benefit others and I cannot give the love that God gave me. Because I'm empty. So self-love is very important and Mm -hmm. it needs to come first. And I think as women, it's especially hard. And we think it's so selfish. It's not selfish love. And you know, come here, my life is not perfect. The way, the steps that I had to take in my life, I probably not the steps I would have uh, chosen as a high school student as I was planning out the rest of my life, right? But I know that I'm exactly where I need to be. And mm. I know, you know, we, we have, we meet these hard times. As I said before, no one cruises through life. We all have to carry our burdens. That's why we need to have good and safe friends or just that one safe friend. That safe friend is like a vault where you can, you can spill your gut and they keep your secrets safe. And then of reliance on God, right? Mm-hmm. Where would we go without God? I, I do pray often that God would either extend my day or that he made me more productive if there's like a project at work, but just simply, sometimes I'm like, God, you speak for me,
0: you know, mm-hmm. let me
1: just be your instrument and you speak speak through me.
0: And I'm glad that you shared that because that was something <laughs> That I noticed in the things that you were sharing in terms of you would like to do more in this area or just even in your resume, but knowing that you have all these other responsibilities. So I was definitely curious, just from a personal note, in terms of being able to manage all that you do, as well as your desire to learn. Because it's very clear that you like to learn.
1: Yeah, I like to learn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so and so, my question, too, was, which you talked about it for a bit in terms of being able to balance that learner's experience mm-hmm. and seeking God in the midst of that. So you're not on empty. But has there been times where maybe you've been disappointed because you thought that you were supposed to be someplace else? Because your response was your response sounded very peaceful. So I want to know, how did you get to that peaceful state of that reliance? It was not an instant thing. Because you said it's like, oh, and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I would like to know what brought you back to that self-reliance on God? What brought you back to that understanding of self-care? Was it like I've been beating my head for so long and I finally passed out and I finally figured Mm -hmm. it out? (laughs) Maybe some of that. Definitely. Well, you
1: know, Kamir, I mean, when, 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 think about when you were a, a, a teen, like in your late teens, right? They ask us to plan up our life and show what is our plan A yeah. college? What's our plan B college? Well, mine was none of mine wasn't even plan C. It was X, Y, and Z, right? So, I mean, when I plan, I definitely plan. I'm a planner. I have mm-hmm. a, I have a a schedule and I like to plan things, but more than likely, my planner just helped me Mm -hmm. get, stay on task when Mm -hmm. those curveballs come, but they do come. And sometimes I just need to exile what I wrote down and then rewrite, stay flexible. But definitely, yes, life, I don't think goes by plan for everybody, you know, it's Mm -hmm. where life takes us. And I think that's how God keeps us relying on him and not on ourselves
0: sure and and which i do appreciate you sharing that in terms of the plan shouldn't be the absolute of what your life is because i i'm definitely a planner and i think god wants us to
1: have dreams and pray for them yeah but he answers them how he wants
0: to that is very true and that was something i was sharing with a friend of mine not too long ago is that sometimes when we plan things, we have this genie mindset that now God is supposed to check off the check boxes of that plan, and, and especially in a certain order. And then what do we do when those check boxes don't get checked? Mm-hmm. And, and being able to stay in a place of knowing mm-hmm. that He's still sovereign, and that it doesn't mean that He doesn't believe in you or doesn't want you to have desires. I guess I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Preach it, sister. <laughs> just so you know, I have just gone through this right now, and that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> but uh, being able to see that God is in all those things, and it's kind of interesting because I know it's such a tangent, but I'm going to take a tangent and we'll get back to the subject. But one of my prayers for this year is that I stay rooted in God's purpose for my life, even though it doesn't turn out the way that I think it should. And I had to pray through that and put that in my, in my forefront of my mind because because I'm such a doer, it's so easy for me to get wrapped up in that doing process and get frustrated when I don't see the results of that doing. And so I still want to go back to the whole self-love, self-care, because I know that for especially women who have children and their wives, it's so difficult to get to that place of feeling not guilty about doing those things. So was there anything in your life that helped you to not get to that guilt stage? Well, I think
1: as, as women, that the guilt is a natural thing. I think just realizing the older I got that, okay, The skill right now that I'm putting on myself is not helping me.
0: Mm. And
1: um, I would say, prioritize, you know, what is important. So if you want to do three or four things in an afternoon, which one has to be done? Mm -hmm. Don't kill yourself and Mm -hmm. mostly learn how to forgive yourself for not being perfect forgive you. You don't have to be a perfect mom. Nobody is. You don't have to be a perfect roommate or perfect coworker. Just put your heart into it and then trust God's timing. He will get you where he wants you to be. I believe that this is where God wanted me to be right now, you know, right in the middle of two kids going through puberty. (laughs) And then, um, Find a, find a group of really supportive people. And that does not need to be a huge group. I have two or three people. Mm-hmm. And then really treasure that because everybody cannot be your safe person. Come here. Yeah. That's too much. That would be mm-hmm. selfish to expect because it takes, you know, when, when I'm your se- safe person, then, that means what you tell me stays with me. Yeah. And I can't do, I can do that for maybe one or two friends.
0: I can't do it
1: for more than that, Yeah, right? Because you yeah. have to have an outlet.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that because recently I've been watching these, these couple TV shows. I'm not going to say the name because you might judge me. But <laughs> I mean, there's a couple TV shows that I got sucked up into. But as I was watching it, it's, it's always these TV shows with a group of friends, like four or five and mm-hmm. this guru i mean and they, they'll show that they having problems and they work through it but they also always show how close they are and i was like i've never had four or five people at once that close uh-huh. and, so, and so when i was watching it or as i've been watching it i've been wondering i'm like that doesn't seem really realistic that's right yeah and it's not
1: it's not yeah pick your one or two people that can be. You need to have more friends than dad But they, you know, when you come in with your inmost, inmost problems, yeah, that you just don't want the world to know.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting because another thing that you were talking about as well with your perfection, and I feel like again you're talking to me a lot because that too was on my prayer list this year, which was to be comfortable of. For not being perfect, and so as you guys who are listening, again, as I always say, I intend to end up giving you all my business, but I just want you to see that I have defects and things that I would like to work through as well. That requires relying on God. Yeah, and it's just sometimes the journey is not easy, and so I definitely appreciate you sharing a little bit more outside of your audio therapy, but just who you are as a person because sometimes it's good to hear and have that connection that we're all people. Mm-hmm. And you know we, we have things that we work through. And sometimes there's individuals who have more tools to help us to get to that place that we want to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like we, we've talked a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. and I definitely appreciate you being on this show. Is, is there anything else that you want to leave with us, especially the again, the power of audio? I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing because it's free. I'm, I'm yeah. staying with the free thing.: <laughs>
1: So here are uh, my my things that I would like to leave the audience with. Okay. Number one, invest in yourself, whether it's a college class or some audio therapy. Second. Play some music that feeds your soul. Mm-hmm. Sing through your prayers and love yourself. Ooh,
0: I love to sing through your prayer. I never thought about that one. I mean, I can't sing, though. But. <laughs> well, you know, God, God knows that you can right? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. made um, you like that. I was about to say, it's truly a joyful noise. But those are those are wonderful tips to leave us with, and again, practical. Well, you know those easy things we don't do very often. Mm. Like, like it took me a whole year to learn how to drink water. So <laughs> it seems simple, but I, I do know sometimes it requires just a little bit more effort to put into practice. But regardless of our efforts, I, I do appreciate the things that you shared, and again, being able to draw close to God and, and to use these. Wonderful elements that he's provided to help us get through the toughness of our lives at times. So, Teresa, it has been a treat having you on the show and just being able to talk with you. Thank you, Kamir. And you guys again, come back next week for our tools and tips show where we put all this in a digestible fashion. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good one.